The following is a conversation between me and Betsabe Esparza of Black Widow MMA. Black Widow is a MMA gym, mixed martial arts, offering kids classes, jujitsu classes, Muay Thai, and MMA. Now this gym is tremendous. We talk about her journey as a business owner, the gym's development, and future growth outlook. We also touch on the coaches, in particular Oliver Taza, who is one of the best in the whole world at jiu-jitsu and how he found his way into the gym. The purpose of this podcast is to highlight local businesses and join the local community and help each other grow and build. Do me a favor, please give this a thumbs up, five-star rating, wherever you watch your content. Please make sure to interact. Drop a comment down below. We'd love to interact with you guys. So without further ado, let's get into this conversation between me and Betsabe. Betsabe, owner of Black Widow MMA. Um, Talk to me about how uh, you became a business owner and how you started your own gym here in Austin. Yeah, well, it was actually kind of by accident. Um, it was never really my plan to start a gym. Uh, when I first started, um, I started training striking about 10 years ago. I was first doing boxing, um, a little bit of modified kickboxing, and then I started doing some Muay Thai. So it took quite a while. Um, but yeah, I started training first at a cardio gym and then doing private lessons with a few instructors. From there, I branched out to another gym and met a few people. And so um, one of them was my former partner. So he actually wanted to open up a Muay Thai gym to get more hours because um, I think our gym only had it twice a week. So we ended up partnering with another gym um, in a small space over in Pflugerville. And so he was the main instructor. I mostly just trained and I would assist every now and then. Oh, my doggies are around. Sorry about that. No worries. <laughs> but yeah, so... <clears throat> I would just um, assist him whenever I could. I covered the strength and conditioning, things like that. And so um, we did that for maybe about, I think the first space we were there, maybe like three months. And then we moved to another space um, and we were sharing it with another jujitsu gym. And um, we were there maybe about six months. And so me and the ex split, it was a really bad relationship and uh, just a, not, not anything good was coming out of it. So when we split, um, he wanted to close the gym down. He was, got very spiteful and was just like, I don't want anything to do with you. I don't want anything to do with the gym. It's just full of people who do this as a hobby and I should have a bunch of fighters. And he himself wasn't a fighter. He'd only fought once. So it was kind of strange to me that he didn't want to grow the art. You know, I mean, you don't just get a bunch of fighters, you grow them, you help, um, you know, regular people who are really motivated to kind of get to that point. So when he said that, he's like, yeah, I don't want anything to do with the space. Um, this and that, we're done. And I lived with him too. So I was like, well, I don't have a place to go now. The gym is falling apart. Um, <clears throat> I was kind of really stuck. So he's like, well, if you want it, you can take over. So um, at the time I was like, there's just no way, you know, I'm just an assistant instructor. I was like, I'm more focused on being able to fight in the future. Um, but I had no choice. So I ended up taking over the space and um, like I said, we co-shared it with another guy. So I was there for about six months. And even then, it wasn't really the best situation because the, the, the place itself was really just dirty and dingy and it was an old warehouse. So it was not like the best location. It was super hot in the summer. Um, and we had already outgrown it because it was, I don't know how many square feet, but it was, it was a lot, like maybe half the size of our current gym. And so um, I think I already had like 60 members at that point because when my ex left, he only had like 10, 12 members. Um, so we had grown to about like 50, 60. So I needed a bigger space. Um, so that's when the idea of Black Widow MMA came around because I think our name before was Gorilla Muay Thai, which doesn't really suit me. So um, 
I ended up switching the name, finding a new spot. And yeah, six months from having nothing to to that gym is, is how it came about. So like I said, I never had the plan, but it just kind of all fell that way. So I ended up just taking over that old space um, and turning it into something bigger than I could have ever imagined. That story is is awesome um and you you touched on you touched on so many things now i have like so many questions yeah definitely. Um, but the thing i wanted to touch on right now though is your perseverance because it could have gone south right and your back mm -hmm. was kind of against the wall um have you ever previously to that point had you seen yourself as um a business owner slash gym owner or what were you, like what was your thought process at that point because you were really kind of forced to um, keep this thing going? Yeah. So I, I never thought I was going to be um, in a coach or anything like that. I guess it was kind of hard because I always felt like I was fighting against so much because everybody else had been doing it for so much longer. They were so much bigger and there was just, there weren't that many women who trained Muay Thai. So I always felt like I wasn't good enough. So I just kept training. I was like, I just want to get good at this. I want to learn as much as I can. So um the thought hadn't even crossed my mind of being able to coach. It was more like, okay, am I going to be able to make it in the sport? Am I going to be able to um, eventually get a fight? Am I going to be able to make it out to Thailand to go and train, which was my goal? Um, what am I going to be able to do? So I was more focused on that part of it. So once um, everything kind of fell apart, like I said, I really didn't have a choice. I actually was living at the gym too, because I had no place to, to stay. So I was living there for those six months that I was trying to get it like up and running. Um, and so it was, it was just kind of do it or, you know, you're not going to make it. I mean, I had to figure out, um, a living situation. I had to, you know, find a job and it was a lot of other stuff I had to do. So I was like, you know what, rather than try to focus on all that, because, um, I didn't tell my family about it. So they had no idea, but I know they would have helped me out, get an apartment or something. Um, but I was like, well, if I do that, that's money. I don't put towards, you know, new gear or taking a fighter to his next fight or, and eventually, you know, getting my own space. So I did have to switch my mindset really quickly. And I was very fortunate because one of my best friends is, um, he's a, a business attorney. So he kind of guided me through, put some plans in place for me, kind of helped me with um, just a lot of advice on what I should be doing. And he very much believed in, in me and my ability. And he's just like, you're really good. You make choices and you understand business in a way that he's like, I don't even think you fully grasp. He's like, but me from the outside, I know you're going to be successful. He's like, just keep doing this, keep doing that. And so that kind of guidance helped me quite a bit because he said it was never my plan. Um, so being able to have somebody that kind of believes in you and can guide you too, because I mean, I had a lot of people who did believe in it, which was great. It really was motivating to have, you know, my team uh, behind me and, and supporting what I was doing. But um, it was great to have somebody with the knowledge that could also kind of help me out and start guiding me along. So that definitely helped me out. That is, <laughs> that that's incredible. You So you, you were living at the gym, you had aspirations of fighting and training and you mm -hmm. essentially, I mean, is that still on the table or did you abandon that completely? And now you're, you know, dedicated to something else. Yeah, um, I did kind of have to abandon it. Like I said, my attorney helped me out. He helped me put a business plan together. And in that business plan, it was written in there that I could not fight for the first two years. Um, the reason um, being is because he understood he um, he did a lot of boxing. So he didn't really get to compete, but he did it for fun and was around boxing gyms a whole bunch. So he's like, I know the amount of work that it takes to do a fight camp. There is no way you can do that 
and run a business successfully right off the bat. And first it was a year, then he's like, give it two years because it did blow up and get really, you know, it, it blew up something much bigger than I thought it was. So he's like, yeah, you probably have to add another year putting it on the back burner. So kind of had to give that up, which I was okay with because um, it's, it just switches, you know, I can't equate it to anything except maybe like parenting. I feel like um, people who have kind of aspirations for themselves and then have a kid, it kind of just, it switches your whole life. So it's kind of how it became for me. It was all of a sudden, it wasn't about me. It wasn't about what my goals were. It was what can I do to help grow this art, to help grow the sport, to help grow these fighters, to help people who want to do this for fun, to get more people in there. So I, I willingly put that on the back burner too. It wasn't just a matter of like, it was written in my contract and I had to. I did very much want to so that I could focus on making sure that the gym got everything that it needed. Yeah. And often you hear that uh, your business is your baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's even further more with you. I, I think uh, you might have babies and grandkids at this point because <laughs> you have your business, right? And then yeah. you, you have this underlying, you know, dedication and I guess obligation, if you will, to all of the fighters, right? Yeah. Um, you know, creating a good environment, making sure that they're getting what they need and that, um, you know, everybody's happy at the gym and, you know, all working towards, you know, whatever goals that everybody must have. So, um, that's, that's amazing of you to be selfless enough to kind of abandon what you were doing to pour into other people. That says a lot. Yeah. Um, and I, I have questions about stuff you said, but I want to go back to, um, the origin. So I know that you opened up the gym in 2019, right? Yes. Um, before we get into the journey of that being an interesting time, uh, talk to me about the name itself, Black Widow, since yeah. I guess you didn't see yourself as uh, a gorilla, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So the nickname actually is my grandmother's nickname. Um, so she actually, uh, there's a lot of, of myself that I see in her now. She was also just really strong and independent. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So growing up, she was her family was pretty well off and they told her that she had to marry somebody that was like her. And she basically said, no, I want to, you know, follow my own dream. I want to, you know, whoever I want to fall in love with, that's who I want to be with and not um, whoever you guys choose for me. So she ended up leaving her home um, and going off on her on her own journey. And so she did end up meeting a bunch of interesting men. Um, she had four husbands. Um, all of them passed away before she did. She had a lot of boyfriends, too. And all of them passed away before she did. Even her last one, she was like, I want to say in her 90s and in her 80s, she had a, a boyfriend because he lived with her and then he was like, so we knew. And uh, he actually, so they split and uh, he died four days before she did in the same hospital. So literally every man she'd ever been with um, kind of, you know, just met their demise before she did. So we kind of joked around and said that was her nickname. And um, the kind of, you know, lore that is behind it is like, oh, well, that's kind of what her family curse was because she didn't follow what they wanted. And so that's what she was. That was her punishment. So um, when she passed away, I got um, this spider tattooed on the inside for her because I was just like, that's such a cool, that's such a cool story. You know, I, yeah. I um, very much admired that because at the time, you know, that's not something women did often. They followed what their family said, what their husband said and all that. And she ran her own business. She had a restaurant for many years. She was just, you know, very much a, a boss, you know, in her own, in her own way. And it was, it was really cool. So when um, I took over, I was like, Hey, that name just seems to suit me a little bit better, you know, uh, small, deadly, but still it's, it's just kind of a, a cool name. So that's why we went with Black Widow. 
That is an awesome story. I mean, <laughs> rest in peace to all um, to your grandma and you know everybody that she was uh, yeah. entangled with. But that's that's insane. That's um, that's kind of like destiny, right? Because right? <laughs> you have this gym that you're blowing up, and and it all derives from you know one woman's lifetime and a series of events that's not like usual in any yeah. sense. You know what I'm saying? Um, no, that's super dope. Um, so tell me about 2019, you open up the gym, uh, you have good clientele. Obviously we know what 2019 leads into, which I'm sure was mm -hmm. interesting. So, um, tell me the story about once you got, um, into that location and now you're running the gym. Yeah. So, um, we ended up finding a really nice spot. Um, I like it there. It's a family owned build building. So it used to be a dance studio. So when we got in, it, could, it was very easy to see where it could um, be a gym. We just laid out mats. Um, we started right off the bat. We had, I think we signed on the 15th of December and we had a couple of classes in that location while we were moving everything um, and then officially started in January of 2019. And so, like I said, we had already kind of um, grown out the old space because we were at about 60 members and we probably immediately like doubled within that first year. And so, um, when COVID happened, it was, it was so hard because for us, you know, we were already unsure. We're like, for me the whole time, I have just felt unsure. I was, man, am I going to make it? Are we going to have people? Or are they going to enjoy it? Are they going to, you know, what's this process going to be like? And I'm learning the whole time through. And so when that happened, it was just like, oh man, like this is something that none of us have ever dealt with. Nobody's prepared. So even established businesses are in crisis mode. And for us, it was even scarier because it's like, there's no way around it. You know, like restaurants got to do um, where you would pick it up and, and not have to go inside, or there was other businesses you could, you know, purchase online and things like that. It was like, for us, it's more about being in there. So we had to get really creative because a lot of gyms did shut down and we're just done, you know? And so with us, we still try to provide um, online classes. So I used to teach Muay Thai via Zoom and I came up with all these creative ways to be able to still learn different technique, lots of footwork. Um, all of us went and got a tennis ball and hung it from somewhere in our house and worked on head movement by having it come back and forth. Um, we worked on being better at shadow boxing, just a whole bunch of different things. And so I tried to get as creative as possible. So every day, even though I was home, um, I had my schedule. I had my 12 o'clock class and then I had an evening class at seven o'clock. Um, the guy that I was partnered with, the former jujitsu coach, he would he and I would do um, jujitsu lessons, you know, via Zoom as well. And we would just show people like solo drills, how to make your own grappling dummy. We did that, too. We got like a hoodie and a pillow and stuffed it and like. All right, so now you've got your own grappling dummy. This is how you finish an armbar. This is how you work, you know, Kimura. Little things like that. So we tried to get as creative as possible because we knew everybody was in the same situation. It wasn't where, you know, it's like, oh, only this group is affected or that group is affected. Everybody was home bored um, trying to figure out what we were going to do next. And so finding different ways to get creative was a lot of fun for us because, it allowed us to still teach what we love. And that, I mean, also proves how much we love it because we could have very well just sat and been like, all right, we're just going to chill out at home and do nothing. Um, but we did not at all. You know, we were so focused on making sure that our students were learning and um, which was great. It worked out in our favor because I think out of all the students we had, just a handful of them, like, we're like, hey, I'm going to end my membership. The rest of them were like, hey, we want to support because we know that once this is over, we still want a place to train. We still want to train with you guys. We want to make sure that everything is good. So 
most of them paid their membership, which we put towards getting new gear. Whenever we got back, we put towards um, the gym rent, all of that. So it's not like we kept it. It was, it still went back into the gym. So exactly once we were able to come back through, um, we had everything in place for everybody to continue. So it was kind of cool to see that level of support. Again, another another crazy tale, right? Um, yeah. Especially in a in the <clears throat> pandemic, where essentially, like nobody, like you said, nobody's been there before, so nobody knows how to navigate it. And mm -hmm. in a you know face to face like type of combat um, arena, you know, it's difficult, especially um, when you know people need to quarantine, they need to stay away from each other. So the fact that y'all were able to be creative and pivot online um, says a lot about uh, you as a business owner, but also um, it says a lot about the way y'all structured everything to have uh, people that were coming to the gym still want to uh, be actively engaged and continue their training, even if it wasn't in person, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so that that is incredible. And I know, uh, so since I've been training at the gym, I know Taza's only been there for, uh, close to a year, maybe a little bit mm -hmm. less. Um, I've been very curious, how has bringing Taza on as a jujitsu coach transformed or brought more business uh, to Black Widow? Yeah, that was actually incredible. I could not believe um, that we were able to get him. And honestly, and I don't know that he knows this. I probably have told him. I had no idea who he was before. Um, it really? was... Yeah, because I do follow a lot of jujitsu, but it was just a name I hadn't come across. And so it was funny because there was a former student that used to train with us. And so our first jujitsu instructor left, um, just no warning, kind of. He's just like, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to go focus on myself, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, all right, that's fine. Um, so I still try to make it work. We were, I think we we're supposed to meet on a Saturday. I was like, hey, let's get through this. Let's figure out a few, like some solutions or something, because I do want you here as an instructor. I was like, please show up at the gym. Um, I'm done with my class at two on Saturday. Um, between two and four, I'll be there. Show up anytime. We'll talk. And that was that. <clears throat> he didn't show up. So I start, I go into full panic mode because I'm like, great, I don't have a jujitsu instructor. I can't teach jujitsu. Um, and at the time we only, I mean, we primarily just have purple, blue, and, and mostly white belts. So it's not like I've got a student base that can teach. And so I reached out to a few people and that uh, one of my students was like, hey, Taza had actually come in and asked for a job. Um, I don't know if you know who he is. And so I looked him up that day because I remember he had told me prior uh, maybe like two days before. So, you know, I waited till four o'clock, four o'clock. I messaged, I was like, Hey, let me reach out to, to him on Instagram. And I was like, Hey, I have a position available. Would you be interested? And he's like, yeah, I'm going right over right now. And I was like, Whoa, whoa. I was like, I'm not, I'm not I literally, like I finished training. So I was on my way home. Um, I was like, let me shower. I'll meet you back at the gym at five. So sure enough, I got there at five o'clock and Johnny was there. Johnny was training um, on his own, just hitting the bag. And I see Taza and he's like on the mats, talking to him, giving him tits, tidbits and information and all this stuff. And I was like, all right, that's cool. Because even though I saw that he's got a huge following, he trains with Danaher, he's very well known. I was like, that's very human of him to be there and caring, you know, to be asking a, another person. He could have very well just sat on the bench and just been like, whatever, I'm going to wait for my interview. But the fact that he was taking the time to talk to somebody and kind of give them some advice, I was like, all right, he's already on the right track. So we talked for a bit. I very much liked his personality. Um, his goals seemed to align with the school's goals. So I was very excited to bring him on. Um, he started almost immediately. 
I believe that Monday he started teaching classes and it's just been great. I mean, I've been training jujitsu, not as, not as much as I do Muay Thai, obviously, but I've been training it for a while and seeing the, just him bridging those gaps in that everybody had in their game, you know, that they did not have solid fundamentals. They didn't have a lot of understanding of just basic jujitsu um, knowledge and watching Taza just pour that into people. I was just like, man, this is incredible. So I've watched everybody get so good so quick and in levels that sometimes I, I tell Taza, I was like, I don't even think they understand how good they're getting and the level of information. You know, there's people all over the world that want Taza for seminars and to come in and you guys have him on the daily, which is so cool. Like, you know, to watch his style transform y'all is, is awesome. So people get really excited whenever I mention that, you know, they're just like, holy shit, Oliver Tazen. I was like, yep, Oliver Tazen. He's the one. <laughs> so it's kind of cool to see how much of an impact he's had. And on top of it, he's great. That's the thing I love most. He and I get along really well. We, you know, shoot, shoot the shit on the mats all the time and just talk and hang out. And so I appreciate having somebody who not only cares about the gym and the art, but is a good person on top of it. So I very much enjoy having him there. I think everybody at the gym does, honestly. Oh, absolutely. And when you described him as human, that was like one of the best ways to put it because he's very down to earth, mm -hmm. connects with all his people. And I say this often, um, mostly amongst like me and Key, but I've also told Taza, he's really like a national treasure. Like if you really just like, interact <laughs> with him or watch him, he is hilarious. And I feel like he doesn't even mean to be. He's just. Being I know, cool. right? <laughs> um, yeah. And it, it's not every day that because um, I feel like a lot of gyms around here kind of specialize in one thing, whether it's a boxing gym, jujitsu gym, um, not too familiar on the Muay Thai side. But this is an MMA gym that truly has high level coaching on both fronts, um, which I think is amazing. And Taza's getting coached and his teammates with like literally the best people in the world. Um, so for him to be here in your gym and it's a good culture fit and everything that you said with, um, you know, other people not showing up and that type of deal, it's, mm -hmm. it's like just the stars were aligned for, you know, good things to happen at the gym and at least for the jujitsu side of things to kind of blow up. Um, it's also cool to see that you guys or I guess us, um, it's, it's Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu, but honestly, it's kind of like all intermingled. Um, you know, people that are focusing on, on one martial art like to stay behind and, and if, if nothing else interact with other people, but, um, I know personally I've seen Jiu Jitsu guys be like, you know what, I'm going to try out the Muay Thai. It looks fun. Um, yeah. so that's definitely an inviting culture. And I know, uh, Y'all offer the free class, right? So it's just mm -hmm. one free class. Um, when Key was looking around for a gym, he he had ideas of tent planning and stuff. And you know, we don't we don't really talk about that in the free promo. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he's talking about like all these places. And I think you had uh, done a podcast or maybe spoken with uh, some of our mutual friends. Mm -hmm. um, and one of our mutual friends was like, "Hey, go check out Black Widow." You know. Um, I don't know too much, but I think you'll like it. It's MMA gym. And so when Key went, he's the type of person that really gets in the weeds for things that he's interested in. Mm -hmm. So when he walked into the gym and saw Taza, he was already kind of like, okay, this is, this is, this is starting off on the right foot, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he immediately called me as soon as he got out of the gym and said, this is it. 
this is where I'm going to be. Yeah, no, that's, that was great. (laughs) And then I did the free class and I thought it was amazing. Um, And I won't get into my story of of how I ended up here, but I do know uh, when I came and started training, I think it might've been like after a week, Mm -hmm. uh, I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm going to be able to cancel this membership after a month. (laughs) I feel like it's, it really feels like home when you start training there. Um, and I think that's huge credit to you. And that's cr- a huge credit to Taza and, and everybody involved. Johnny, too, um, mm-hmm. of just making everybody feel safe and comfortable and that they're actually learning um, at a high level. So, yeah, um, I overheard you the other day and I, I, I hate to make assumptions, but I do want to ask, uh, is the gym getting boxing? Because I think I heard you say that. Well, we were going to, we interviewed an instructor. Um, I wasn't a hundred percent sold and we were going to have a class and he ended up just messaging me and telling me he wasn't, but I do have somebody else who actually through that. Um, I mentioned it to somebody they're like, Hey, I know someone who might be interested. So we may be getting someone soon. I'm going to meet with them, um, in the next like two weeks or so. And then we'll see if we can add that on, um, Jaime also just came back recently. Jaime was our former boxing coach as well. And so he loves to teach, um, He's another one that he, he did mention being interested in potentially doing that again. Um, so we may be adding that on, but there's very few arts that I would want to add to our gym um, because I get offers all the time from different people. They're like, hey, I teach. I think I had one that was uh, I can't even remember what it which specific art, but I was just like, no, I was like, we're good. We don't we don't want that. Um but again, because I, I've been in, in, in this for, for 10 years, and so I see what works and what doesn't. And my goal was not MMA per se. It just kind of ended up where, you know, for me, I'm very much focused on Muay Thai. I don't want to have it where I feel like I can fill in gaps everywhere else. I'd rather have an expert in each one. Um, you know, that's why I have Johnny as the MMA coach, which is why I have Taza as a jiu-jitsu coach. Um, and even though a lot of us can fill in on some of these gaps, I would rather we have an expert in each one so that we can get the best out of all of it, which is what I was hoping for. When, you know, when, once I did take over as a coach, I was like, you know, I do want for everybody to have good, solid fundamentals in all of it and not just kind of striking for MMA or some just defensive grappling so that you can, you know, get yourself out of a bad spot in an MMA match or whatever it might be. That's, that was never the goal. I want people to be very, very good at all of it. And so having the, the instructors that we do, and I am pretty picky about it, especially now is just making sure that we get the best um, for our school, because I know how our student base is. And I also think we can kind of read through a lot of people where we're kind of like, oh, this person fits in, you know, so the culture and the vibe that we we have is very much my my goal to preserve that. So if someone doesn't quite match that, I'm, I'm not in a rush to, to add anything to what we have. So we're very we've been very fortunate. So hopefully we'll see how it goes with this boxing coach. And then we may be able to add that on in the future. But, yeah, I'll keep you all updated and see if we do that. Sounds good. Yeah, it's, it, it's important, especially with everything that you've gone through in the culture you built. You got to make sure that um, if it's, I mean, I feel like if it's not 100 percent, yes, you know, leave it alone. It's it's whatever's we have right now is working exceptionally. Um, yeah. so no rush to do anything different. Um, I just heard a mention of a coach. So I was like, huh, I wonder if they're doing that. And I've um, actually had a couple of very big names. I won't say who, but some very, very big names reach out. And, uh, you know, I always talk to Taz about it because Taz is, you know, he's our main guy. And so when he mentioned Jay, who is our Saturday, uh, mm-hmm. jiu-jitsu coach, 
I definitely love having him around. He's like, you know, Jay's patient and he's good for the level that you guys have. This is who you want. So yeah. I, tr- I very much trust Taza when it comes to, to some of these decisions too. So um, when some of these other names came in, he'll tell me, he's like, I don't know. I've heard this, this and that, or I know this, this and that about this person. And so it, I won't even go past it with some of them because I was like, okay, if someone I trust doesn't exactly feel a hundred percent with it, then that's that. I, I will take his word on it because again, yeah, preserving that culture is really important. And so that's kind of one of the things that's unfortunate about the art is that as much as we would like for everything to be, you know, really great and to all be surrounded only by great people, um, not everybody's like that. So I always want to make sure that I know as much as I can and and I don't, you know, judge them beforehand, but I also need to listen to these things before decisions get made because it affects all of y'all. And that's my biggest thing is making sure that you guys have a place that that's good all around. Of course. No, we definitely appreciate it. And uh, I was curious on how much um, insight and uh, kind of what the deliberations were. Like if you if you have a process of talking to Johnny and Taza um, in order to vet guys. So it sounds like you do have, um, you know, your other coaches making sure that everybody is in agreement with the decision, you know, Yeah. Um, which is important. And when you add a martial art, you're also adding um, another group of people into the mm-hmm. gym, you know? Um, so that's a, that's a big decision in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk to me about expansion. You know, what do you see in Black Widow's future, uh, either near or long-term? Yeah. Um, actually right when the other jujitsu coach left was when the suite next door became available we were looking to expand into it. Um, we did have to put that on hold just while everything was, was changing, you know, with getting Taza in and make sure we had a good instructor, um, all of that. So we kind of put it off for a bit, but we are looking into it right now because it is the suite next door um, is set up with some offices. So we would kind of have to do a build out. So we're trying to debate whether we want to do a full build out of the two suites or half of it and then um, offer some other businesses. Cause we do have quite a few uh, people at the gym who run different types of businesses that I wanted to work with. I'm always down to help people. So um, there was a couple of them that I reach out, reached out to and I was like, hey, I may have a space here um, at this location. Is this something that you would be interested in setting up, uh, you know, whatever your business is in this this limited space? And a lot of them have been interested because it, it is hard to start a business. Um, so to be able to have it where they have a space and kind of can test it out. Plus they would have a client base because, you know, all of us at the gym support one another. So um, one of them is like a retail shop. So if they were to set up, you got a, a guaranteed client base because all of us are going to go in there and see what they have and offer support and that kind of thing. Um, so it gives them that opportunity to kind of see like, all right, is this something that I can do full time? So um, without the risk of, okay, well, I had to sign a 10 year contract for this, this space and the lease went up, you know, two, three times the amount. It's, it's very, it's a little bit less risky for them. And so that's more of the way that I'm leaning towards right now, because with expansion, it can be kind of difficult, you know, cause I mean, your rent essentially doubles sometimes more and you're like, all right, is this smart or should I look elsewhere and look to bring in a different client base? Um, so that's kind of where I was because I was debating potentially opening, opening a second space up further North but it's hard for us as instructors because we want to be there. You know, I don't want it to where I'm having to hire a whole new staff. Um, if we can have it where, you know, I go and teach there on sometimes and come and teach at ours at the rest and we still, everybody gets a, a fair amount, then that's kind of what I would want, but that's very difficult to do. So 
it's kind of the crossroads that I'm at right now. It's like, do I want to expand to a second location or do we expand into the current, the one that's next door? Um, but that is the goal is to expand within the next year. So in one capacity or another, we're gonna, we're just trying to figure out which is our best course of action. And as soon as we know, um, it's looking very likely like we're going to expand because I mean, I think last time on the mats, we had like almost 50 people. It's hard in the, you know, that limited space. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we definitely are looking into the suite next door and the people, like I said, the ones that own the building, it's a family business and they've always been really great with us. So we're definitely down to continue uh, our business with them. So that's kind of where we're at right now. So we'll just kind of wait and see what happens. Awesome. Yeah, that I mean, whenever it happens, it'll be on the perfect timing. That's cool that you're already eyeing it and you have other opportunities for people in the gym to, you know, flourish outside of the martial arts. So uh, I think that's tremendous. And that actually leads into my next question of how do you feel like being in Austin has uh, benefited your business? It's been great. I mean, it's really cool to see um, how Austin has boomed. In, in the way that it has, like on the city itself, but also just the jujitsu and martial arts scene in general. Um, when we, when I first moved here, I mean, I didn't start training right off the bat, but once I did start training, there was maybe like two or three main gyms. Um, I was at Cooper MMA. That was the bigger one up North. There was still, you know, some down South and a few small schools here and there. So a lot of us that were at Cooper's kind of branched out um, and did our own thing. There's, you know, our gym, there's Val, there's Rudy's, there's, um, trying to think of some other spots. All that these free are. plugs, all these free I plugs. I know, I'm being so nice. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Very generous. But um, we all kind of branched out from that location. So it's kind of crazy to see that. And then, so then there was that second generation, or as I call it, second generation of gyms. But then um, we had that big blow up right after COVID where, all the biggest names in jujitsu moved into the city. So it was crazy to see because to me, I've always felt like kind of the small person in all of this. I was like, man, this person's so big and they're great and they're black belts and they're this and they're that. And then I see them become the small fish all of a sudden because it's like, okay, well now they're right next door to, you know, Gordon Ryan and right. like, you know, all these kind of much bigger names. So I'm sure for them, it was humbling. So even though I'm giving them a shout out at the same time, they got to know that they're, <laughs> It suddenly was just like we were we all had levels to it. But yeah. it's it was cool because for me, having always wanted to be a student and always wanting to continue to, to learn and all of that, I didn't have a big ego in all of this. I didn't come in here thinking, oh, I'm going to be the best you know gym owner in all of Austin and this and that. Never. And I still am never that person. And so it was cool to see it grow in that way. And then to get those ties to some of these big names, like having Taza in the gym. Um, I've met Danaher several times. And so it's like to be known um, with people like that. And, you know, I also partnered up with Enigma and we do our invitationals um, to have some of those big names on these cards is crazy to me because it's just, you know, I didn't fear that change of, you know, some of the biggest names coming in. I was like, cool, that's awesome. Like, I want this to just be the biggest mecca for for all martial arts so it's brought in for me a lot more positive um things than negative so I've, i never looked at it as anything bad but to see where it's going and watching all of it grow uh, like it has has been really exciting for me i think and it's cool because i mean we could have been on the outside they could have all moved to another city they all could have gone to la for example and then we'd be watching just jujitsu blow up over there while we stay right. here and instead it's forced itself into austin and all of us are, are growing within learning and you know 
like I said, I don't see it as competition. I just see it as an, more exciting opportunities for this area to get some of the best martial arts in the world. So it's cool. Yeah, it's it's uh, I think because you're coming from a good place, it just all is lining up naturally, right? Yeah. I mean, the odds of all of that happening together um, is like impossible, really. Right? <laughs> um, and then to have Taza in the gym, who trains with the best people in the world, who's coached by the best coach in the world. I mean, it's up for debate, I guess. It's really not. But um, and then you have. And that's what makes it even more cool because we go to the Enigma event. I mean, Enigma blows up here, right? You hear local mm -hmm. event, but really, this is like the the capital of jujitsu, right? Um, mm -hmm. At this point, and you have like two new people, relatively. Key and I go there, and we get to meet Donaher because we get trained by Taza. You know, like mm -hmm. the odds, like. And that makes people that go to the gym even more like appreciative of everything that you guys provide and offer and, and how um, it's just like a good family environment, um, yeah. what it feels like. So, yeah, that's that's awesome that like you had to kind of go through the trials and tribulations of COVID, manage that, make sure to keep the gym running. And then, boom, now the fruits of your labor like kind of blow up, right? Like, yeah. you know, Um. And the last thing before I let you out of here is I, I did want to touch on um, the Black Widow event that's coming up. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So we've got um, the Austin Fit Fest, which is going to be August 19th. And we just partnered up with the Austin Fitness Community, which is um, a board that just kind of promotes athletic events um, throughout all of Austin. So it's not just a jujitsu based thing. They have a lot of CrossFit, weightlifting um, all kinds of stuff that they promote on there. So every year, I think they started last year, they put an event together at the Palmer Event Center downtown, and it includes everything. So there's um, strongman, powerlifting, CrossFit. They just added medieval weapons. Um, they do a jiu-jitsu tournament, and now they've added um, MMA fights as well. So we were asked by them. Uh, Josh over at the Austin Fitness Community reached out to me, reached, reached out to Christos, who's been running Enigma, um, and see if we were to see if we were interested in doing the jujitsu tournament. And so, with me, I was um, kind of apprehensive because I'm not, you know, a jujitsu person. I've never uh, hosted a tournament, but we've hosted other events in the past. Um, and so I was like, well, this might be something worth looking into. And so, talk to Christos, and between the two of us, we're like, you know what? I think we can do this. And so partnered up, put both our names on it so we can both um, make sure that, you know, it shows the work that we're both putting in and promotes both of our brands and everything. And um, because, again, I believe very much in what Christos is doing as well. So I'm really excited to see where Enigma is going. And um, so the both of us are, are putting on that event. It'll be um, our first tournament. So it's open registration. There's going to be different weight classes. We're going to have gi and no gi. Um, and you get to register on there. I believe it's $75 a person. And if you want to compete in different categories let's say you want to do um let's say you do want to do both gi and no gi and you want to do the absolute i think it's just 25 dollars more um and you get to do all of them so it's a great way to get as many people to participate in this as possible um we got a pretty big space down there we're going to go and check it out soon to kind of see how the mat layout's going to be and so i've reached out to a few contacts we've got everything aligned and it looks like it's going to be a really cool event um so i'm very excited to see how that's going to go and that'll be um, August 19th, it'll start in the morning. I think at nine o'clock, we'll, we'll get everything rolling and we'll go throughout the whole day. So different um, levels of, of competition throughout the, the day. We'll have kids, we'll have adults, all of that. And then what's cool too is at the end of the night, 
um, they'll have MMA fights and Johnny will actually be defending his title for the first time here in Austin. Um, so he'll be on that card as well. I believe Jaime was also, um, they reached out about an opponent for him too. So we may have two guys that are on that card as well. So it'll be really exciting to not only put that tournament together, but then afterwards I get to just bounce out, go be a coach and, you know, coach these two guys for their first, um, for Johnny's first title defense. And it's great. Cause I don't think we've had too many MMA fights in the Austin area. So to see Texas clash come in and, and put on a show is going to be really exciting as well. So that's all happening on August 19th. They have all access tickets, I believe. So you can go to both. If you want to just do one or the other, you, they have passes for that as well. So it's a really exciting event. And I mean, even I'm excited to see some of the other stuff. I love watching Strongman, um, the Medieval Weapons. I think all of us are going to go check that out. I Absolutely. mean, we'll <laughs> nights, go at it, you know. Um, so it's a really cool opportunity for Austin to kind of have something like this on an annual basis where we can do all of it, see all of it. Um, so I'm very excited to work with the Austin fitness community on that. So that'll be a lot of fun. And we'll actually also have, we just kind of decided this yesterday. So I, I hopefully I'm not jumping the gun by announcing it, but August 5th, we will have another uh, Black Widow Invitational as well. And so that one will be super fights over at Oscar Blues. And it is going to be white belt and blue belt focused, which is going to be a lot of fun because we've had some very high level um, athletes. We had the um, Andy Varela versus Oliver Taza fight this last one. That was ridiculous and to me. Classic. And yeah, classic. I think it's going to be just remembered forever. And so um, to have something like that high caliber is always very, very exciting. But as blue and white belts, I'm sure a lot of people are watching. Man, I wish I could do that. I'll eventually get there. It's like, no, we could have that a lot sooner than you think. So we'll do that August 5th at Oscar Blues. And I'll announce more info on that as soon as we we cement everything down. So those are the events we've got coming up. Awesome. Yeah, I wish I had like a breaking news sound bite. You kind of you know, <laughs> let the cat out the bag. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, cool. It looks like that partnership with Enigma is is allowing everybody to do some great things. And and I'm so excited for August 19th. That's that's going to be awesome. I mean, how, how often do you get to see MMA and like a medieval weapon battle? Like, that's that's the cool thing about uh, just being here and being able to put together events like that and, and be into the martial arts and tapped into the community. So um, that's going to be super exciting. Uh, where can people learn more about Black Widow and um, keep up with what's going on? Um, we do have our website, blackwidowmma.com, but I honestly think that Instagram is our best um, way to reach people. I run all of the social media. So if ever people shoot a message, it's me who's answering. Um, I don't have like an answering system. I tried that and it's just, it doesn't feel right. I think that it's, it's just, it's more personable to have me on there. So I'm the one that answers everything. We post our stories on there daily, which is great. I don't ever filter edit things to where it just shows the highlights. It, I very much will just, you know, go from one end of the room to the other and show everybody um, training because I think it's important. You know, I'm sure when I started, I looked you know, just absolutely awful. So I want for the average person to see the average person training. So you're not like, oh man, it's nothing but pros in there. It's nothing but fighters, you know? So right. it's like back then I used to hide away and I, I kind of regret it. I have like almost zero pictures or videos of me training because I was just like, no, I'm so bad. But here I think it's so great because we do encourage people to see themselves at every level when you're starting out, because even just from one year from one month to the next, you watch that growth. So I'm constantly doing a lot of social media and people love seeing that progress. 
um, for themselves and also people in the community love to see a more realistic um, view of what the gym is like, you know, so it's not always just, I mean, I'll show it. I love showing off like Victor, for example, who is just a monster at what he does. So it's like, we'll highlight things like that every now and then, but seeing everybody um, on Instagram gives you a very real feel for what our gym is like. So um, I would definitely say that's the best way to, to kind of um, keep up with what we do when I post all of the different events, links and all of that. So everything is on our Instagram and that's just Black Widow MMA TX. Perfect. Yeah, you do a great job with that. And it, I, what I really appreciate is not only is it consistent, it is every day. Yeah. Um, and we have the group chat, which is lit. Yeah. <laughs> but also, uh, these are martial arts, so it's fighting, right? But if you look at the Instagram, it's it's a great balance of we're learning, but also we're having fun, too. Yeah. Um, so, no, that's great. So, yeah, Black Widow MMA Texas or TX yes, yeah. um, on Instagram. Make sure to follow for whoever's listening. And Betsabe, I really appreciate your time today. This has been awesome and my longest one to date. Oh, um, which is, <laughs> that just tells you how good the conversation was. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we'll have more in the future. I'm sure we will. And okay. I will see you if you're at the gym later. I'll be at the gym. Yep. I'll be there. Uh, Sparring day. It's my favorite. <laughs> true. Oh yeah. Um, cool. Well, I'll see you at the gym later today. Again, thanks for your time. Yeah, um, no problem. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Okay, thank you so much, so much, Sebastian. Sorry, my allergies. I cannot pronounce things. Uh, um, we were just talking about it. Texas is horrible. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. But yeah, thank you so much for having me on. And, you know, we're so happy to have you as part of the team. So we'll definitely do another one soon. And hopefully, um, you know, you just keep training, keep showing up, and then we'll see how you do. You're, you're competing in, in August, right? Uh, yeah, I've... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I got into it to compete and now I'm like, all right, no better time. So um, I'll probably I mean, compete at, at both events if, you know. I'm able nice. To. Yeah. I mean, I never thought I was going to, I mean, after all that, I was like, I'm never going to compete and I'll be competing at the end of the month. So all of us, I think, have the bug there at the gym to definitely, you know, show what we got. So I'm very excited for it. For sure. And I think we'll all farewell and we'll have fun and, and yeah. get a lot of victory. So it'll be a, a great time. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. I'll see you tonight. Yep. See you tonight. Thanks, Betsy. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Sebastian. Bye. Bye.